0: Judges 8 Seba and Salmonah Now the Ephraimites asked Gideon, Why have you treated us like this? Why didn't you call us when you went to fight Midian? And they challenged him vigorously. But he answered them, What have I accomplished compared to you? Aren't the gleanings of Ephraim's grains better than the full grape harvest of Ibiza? God gave Oreb and Hizib, the Midianite leaders, into your hands. What was I able to do compared to you? At this, their resentment against him subsided. Gideon and his three hundred men, exhausted yet keeping up the pursuit, came to the Jordan and crossed it. He said to the men of Sukkoth, Give my troops some bread. They are worn out, and I am still pursuing Sabah and Salmona, the kings of Midian. But the officials of Sukkoth said, Do you already have the hands of Sebah and Salmona in your position? Why should we give bread to your troops? Then Gideon replied, Just for that, when the Lord has given Seba and Salmona into my hands, I will tear your flesh with desert thorns and frays. From there, he went up to Peniel and made the same request of them, but they answered as the men of Sokofan had. So he said to the men of Peniel, When I return in triumph, I will tear down this tower. Now, Seba and Salmona went Karkor with a force of about 15,000 men, all that were less of the armies of the eastern peoples. A 120,000 swordsmen had fallen. Gideon went up by the route of the nomads east of Nobat and Jogbeha and attacked the unsuspecting army. Seba and Salmona, the two kings of Midian fled, but he pursued them and captured them, rooting their entire en- army. Gideon, son of Joash, then returned from the battle of the pass of Heres. He caught a young man of Sukkoth and questioned him, and the young man wrote down for him the names of the seventy-seven officials of Sukkoth, the elders of the town. Then Gideon came and said to the men of Sukkoth, Here are Seba and Salmona about whom you taunted me by saying, Do you already have the hands of Seba and Salmona in your possession? Why should we give back to your exhausted men? He took the elders of the town and taught the men of Sukkoth and by punishing them with desert thorns and prayers. He also pulled down the tower of Peniel and killed the men of the town, the Seba and Salmona. What kind of men did you kill at Tabor? Men like you, they answered, each one with the bearing of a prince. Gideon replied, Those were my brothers, the sons of my own mother. As surely as the Lord lives, if you had spared their lives, I would not kill you. Turning to to Jetha, his oldest son, he said, kill them. But Jetha did not draw his sword, because he was only a boy and was afraid. Zephan and Samana said, come do it yourself, as is the man, so is his strength. So Gideon stepped forward and killed them, and took the ornaments off their camel's necks. Gideon's ephod. The Israelites said to Gideon, rule over us, you, your son, and your grandson, because you have saved us from the hand of Midian. But Gideon told them, I will not rule over you, nor will my son rule over you. The Lord will rule over you.' And he said, "'I do have one request. that each of you give me an earning from your share of the plunder.' It was the custom of the Ishmaelites to wear gold earrings. They answered, "'We'll be glad to give, to give them.' So they spread out a garment, and each of them threw a ring from his plunder unto it. The weight of the gold earrings he asked for came to seventeen hundred shekels, not counting the ornaments, the pendants, and the purple garments worn by the kings of Midian or the chains that were on their camel's necks. Gideon made the gold into an ephod, which he placed into Ophrah, his town.' All well, Israel prostituted themselves by washing it there, and it became a snare to Gideon and his family. Gideon's death. Thus, Midian was subdued before the Israelites and did not raise its heads again. During Midian's lifetime, the land had peace forty years. Jerobal, son of Joash, went back home to live. He had seventy sons of his own, for he had many wives. His concubine, who lived in Shechem, also bore him a son, who he named Abimlech. Gideon son of Joash died at their good old age and was buried in the tomb of his father, Joash in Ophrah of the asberites. No sooner had Gideon died than the Israelites again prostituted themselves to the Baals. They set up the Baal Bereth as their god, and did not remember the Lord their God who had rescued them from the hands of all their enemies on every side. They also failed to show any loyalty to the family of Jerob Baal, that is Gideon, in spite of all the good things he had done for them. Judges nine. Abimelech Abimelech, son of Jerob went to his mother's brothers in Shechem, and said to them and to all his mother's clan, Ask all the citizens of Shechem, which is better for you, to have all seventy of Jerob sons rule over you, or just one man? Remember, I am your flesh and blood. When the brothers repeated all this to the citizens of Shechem, they were inclined to follow Abimelech, for they said, He is related to us. They gave him 70 shekels of silver from the temple of baal and Abimelech used it to hire reckless scoundrels who became his followers. He went to his father's home in Ophrah and on one stone murdered his 70 brothers the son of Jerubbaal, but Jotham, the younger son of Jerubbaal, escaped by hiding. Then all the citizens of Shechem and Beth-Millo gathered by the the great tree at the pillar in Shechem to crown Abimelech king. When Jotham was told about this, he climbed up on the top of Mount Gerizim and shouted to them, "Listen to me! Citizens to Shechem, so that God may listen to you. One day the trees went out to anoint a king for themselves. They said to the olive tree, Be our king. But the olive tree answered, Should I give up my oil, by which both gods and humans are honoured, to hold sway over the trees? Next the received says to the fig tree, Come and be our king. But the fig tree replied, Shall I give up my fruit so good and sweet to hold sway over the trees? Then the tree said to the vine, Come and be our king. But the vine answered, Shall I give up my wine, which cheers... Both gods and humans to hold sway over the trees? Finally, all the trees said to the thornbush, Come and be our king. The thornbush said to the trees, If you really want to anoint me king over you, come and take refuge in my shade. But if not, then let fire come out of the thornbush and consume the cedars of Lebanon. Have you acted honorably and in good faith by making Abimelech king? Have you been fair to Jobal and his family? Have you treated him as he deserves? Remember that my father fought for you and risked his life to rescue you from the hand of Midian. But today you have revolted against my father's family. You have murdered his 70 sons on a single stone and have made Abimelech, the son of his female slave, king over the citizens of Shechem because he is related to you. So have you acted honorably and in good faith toward Jeroboam and his family today? If you have, may Abimelech be your joy and may you be his too. But if you have not, let fire come out from Abimelech and consume you, the citizens of Shechem and Bethmelo, and let fire come out from you, the citizens of Shechem and Bethmelo, and consume Abimelech. Then Jetham fled, escaping to Beer, and he lived there because he was afraid of his own brother, Abimelech. After Abimelech had governed Israel three years, God stirred up animosity between Abimelech and the citizens of Shechem so that they acted treacherously against Abimelech. God did this in order that the crime against Jerob Baal's seventy sons, the shedding of their blood, might be avenged on their brother Abimelech and on the citizens of Shechem, who had helped him murder his own brothers. In opposition to the him, these citizens of Shechem set men on the hilltops to ambush and rob everyone who passed by, and this was reported to Abimelech. Now Gal, son of Ebed, moved with his clan into Shechem, and his citizens put their confidence in him. After they had gone out into the hills and gathered the grapes and trodden them, they held a festival in the temple of their god. While they were eating and drinking, they cursed Abimelech. Then son, Gal, son of Ebed, said, Who is Abimelech? And why should we, Shechemites, be subjected to him? Isn't he Jerobal's son? And isn't Sebel his deputy? Serve the family of Hamor, Shechem's father. Why should we serve Abimelech? If only this people were under my command, then I would get rid of him. I would say to Abimelech, Call out your whole army. Then Sybil, the governor of the city, heard that Gal, son of Ebed, said he was very angry. Under cover, he sent messages to Abimelech, saying, Gal, son of Ebed and his clan, has come to Shechem and are stirring up the city against you. Now then, during the night, you and your men should come and lie in wait in the fields. In the morning at sunrise, advance against the city. When Gal and his men come out against you, seize the opportunity to attack them. So Abimelech and all of his troops set out by night and took up concealed positions near Shechem in four companies. Now Gal, son of Ebed, had gone out and was standing at the entrance of the city gate, just as Abimelech and his troops came out from their hiding place. When Gal saw them, he said to Sebul, Look, people are coming down from the tops of the mountains. Sebul replied, You mistake the shadows of the mountains for men. But Gal spoke up again. Look, people are coming down from the central hill, and a company is coming from the direction of the Godavina's tree. Then Sebul said to him, Where is your big talk now? You who said, Who is it, that we should be subject to him? are these men the men you ridiculed? Go out and fight them. So Gal led them out. The citizens of Shechem fought Abimelech. Abimelech chased them all the way to the entrance of the gate, and many were killed as they fled. Then Abimelech stayed in Arumah, and Sebul drove Gal and his clan out of Shechem. The next day, the people of Shechem went out into the fields, and this was reported to Abimelech. So he took his men, divided them into three companies, and set an ambush in the fields. When he saw the people coming out of the city, he rose to attack them. Abimelech and the companies with him rushed forward to the position of the entrance of the city gate. Then two companies attacked those in the fields and struck them down. All that day, Abimelech pressed this attack against the city until he had captured it and killed its people. Then he con- destroyed the city and scattered salt over it. On hearing this, the citizens in the shower of Shechem went into the stronghold of the temple of El-Bareth. When Abimelech heard that they had been assembled there, he and all his men went up to Mount Salmon. He took an axe and cut off some branches, which he lifted to his shoulders. He ordered the men with him, Quick, do what you have seen me do. So all the men cut branches and followed Abimelech. They piled them against a stronghold and set it on fire with the people still inside. So the people in the tower of Shechem, about a thousand men and women, also died. Next, Abimelech went to Tebez and besieged it and captured it. Inside the city, tower was a strong tower, to which all the men and women, all the people of the city, had fled. They locked themselves in and climbed up on the rooftop. Abimelech went to the tower and attacked it. But as he approached the ta- entrance to the tower to set fire on it, a woman dropped an upper millstone on his head and cracked his skull. Hurriedly he called to the armour-bearer, Draw your sword and kill me, so that they can't say, a woman killed him. So their servant ran through him and died. When the Israelites saw that Abimelech was dead, they went home. Thus, God repaid the wickedness that Abimelech had done to his father by murdering his seventy brothers. God also made the people of Shechem pay for all their wickedness. The curse of Shotham, son of Jerobbal, came on them. Judges 10 Tola At the time of Abimelech, a man of Issachar, named Tola, son of Pua, the son of Dodo, rose to save Israel. He lived in Shamir, in the hill country of Ephraim. He led Israel 23 years, then he died and was buried in Shamir. Jeh. He was followed by Jeh of Galid, who led Israel 22 years. He had 30 sons, who rode 30 donkeys. They controlled 30 towns in Galid, which to this day are called Havoth Jeh. When Jeh died, he was buried in Kamon. Jethah. Again, the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord. They served the Baals and the Ashtoreth, and the gods of Aram, the gods of Sidon, the gods of Moab, the gods of the Ammonites, and the gods of the Philistines. And because the Israelites forsake the Lord and no longer worshipped him, he became angry with them. He sold them into the hands of the Philistines and Ammonites, who that year shattered and crushed them. For eighteen years they oppressed all the Israelites on the east side of the Jordan in Gilead, the land of the Amorites, The Ammonites also crossed the Jordan to fight against Judah, Benjamin, and Ephraim. Israel was in great distress. Then Israelites cried out to the Lord, We have sinned against you, forsaking our God and serving the bowels. The Lord replied, When the Egyptians, the Amorites, and Am- Ammonites, the Philistines, the Sidonians, the Amalekites and the Maonites, oppressed you, and you cried to me for help, did so I not save you from their hands? But you have forsaken me and served other gods, so I will no longer save you. Go and cry out to the gods you have chosen. Let them save you when you are in trouble. But the Israelites said to the Lord, We have sinned. Do with us whatever you think best, but please rescue us now. Then they got rid of the foreign gods among them and served the Lord, and he could bear Israel's misery no longer. When the Ammonites were called to arms and camped in Gilead, the Israelites assembled and camped at Mizpah. The leaders of the people Gilead said to each other, Whoever will take the lead in attacking the Ammonites will be head over all who live in Gilead."